Hey, we're in another episode of Crazy Peas. Episode four? Yes. Awesome stuff. So, today, or tonight, we're going to talk about some random shit like we always do. Um, tonight's focus is going to be a bit more, uh, a bit more stories like we last week. Just, uh, we're going to try to stay away from the one topic that he loves to talk about. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this week we're going to talk about a uh, bunch of random stuff like we always do. And, uh, yeah, so how are you doing tonight, Tim? I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm Thomas Paxton. I'm Tim Potter. And, uh, yeah, so um, we went to go tonight to go see about getting me a laptop, actually. It's kind of random and out of nowhere. Um, I mean, not really out of nowhere, per se. It was just something that, like, we wanted to try and do. Um Cause I, you know, I haven't had a laptop of my own for like one that works anyway in years. Cause I had the school laptop and that laptop, the, um, the power part for like, you know, plugging in the power adapter to power it on and charge it, uh, went out, uh, a little over a year and change ago. So, uh, I was asking my one brother-in-law, his younger brother, uh, to uh, charge it and stuff, and to, or at least to get it fixed, you know, with a, with a solder, and that never happened, so, uh, now the laptop itself is just sitting underneath my desk, just, you know, dead to the world and everything, so, yeah, I believe it is my phone, yeah, it's just going off non-stop, because, like, news and Facebook and Twitter and all that oh, other media stuff. Okay, yeah. no, my phone, nobody wrote nothing. Yeah, no, nobody came into the chat room and said anything, so... It's Alan, tell him to go watch the podcast. No, it's not Alan. No, if it was, I'd be like, we live, homie. Yeah, no, he, he would, it would show up as a phone call, because, like, right around 10 or 12, he's been calling me right around that time, because he's bored and he's at Maverick, and he's got <laughs> nothing else to do with his life except for be bored at Maverick and be pissed off at the world, and... So he's kind of like the clerks that you see at the, on the movie Clerks is the fact that he he's got nothing better oh, that, to do than be pissed off. He's at work. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So he'll call he'll call me when he's at work at Maverick and he'll storm about the world and he'll talk about how bored he is or talk about you know his dog that you know he's debating on whether he's gonna put down or not because the dog keeps you know pissing and shitting in this house and and the dog is like ten years old and so. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Tim's face is, like, confused. <laughs> well, no, because it's, it's the thing. Well, is he too lazy to put a diaper on the dog? Because I know they have diapers for dogs. It's and not it, even his dog. It's, it's his, his in-law's dog. Then give it back to your in-laws. And... They're the ones that's going to do that. That's what they talked about doing, yeah. Hey, can you talk to my Well, if that's what they have to do, that's right. what they have to do. What? Ooh, what? I mean, I would, I mean, yeah. The pen. No, there is only like, that's a charger. I'm not sure what the hell you're talking about, honey. It's not here, good. Probably. Go downstairs. Or maybe you could just hang out there and stuff, or you can join the show. 
Um, due to our background noise, remember last episode, you laid over there and was talking crap. Nobody could hear you, except for us. Well, they could hear you. But you were like a whisper in the background. It was kind of nice. I actually yeah. watched it last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I always watch my Twitch after we're done streaming. What right. I'm not sure what it's talking about unless it's like... Unless it's like the uh, cash nut that I stopped paying months ago. Stop. But, uh, stop paying the loan companies, you know, we, months ago, the Charlone Sharks. Um, to try and actually pay them off sometime soon when we have money for it. But, you know, we gotta pay our, gotta live, gotta take care of our family. But, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a kind of an interesting week this week. I've been trying to get around to actually putting projects together and get things done and things ball rolling. Uh, it's just really hard when, you know, you've got your work, your job, and then my uh, three kids that are under six and got, you know, we've got our routines down and everything. Just the sure. routines tend to overtake everything else. And then you've got wifey poo in the background there that's been working on, like, her applications with her cats and drawing her cats for the last three or four days in a row. Ever since I got her that, that pen, the tablet pen, to draw. She said the first day she worked, like, what was it? 12 hours. Six hours? No, on, it was like, uh, it was 12. No, on his. Drawing one or two of the characters? No, I was working on She that. hasn't worked on the characters oh. for my book ever since she got the tablet pen. It's always been pussy. It's I been pussy with paws. Stop making fun of my cat No. Like, that's all she does. I'm is a draw cats. Furries. Suck it. Oh, we're gonna do furries. You need to put a uh, Super Saiyan Four Brawly on here. Not regular Brawly for the background. <laughs> so she's all about her cats. She's all about like that's what she does. She does role play groups. I've gone into Google Docs just to kind of see where I need to go with my books and stuff because this computer is the main one that I am able to do anything on. Um, I've tried doing it on my computer, but for some reason the kids decided to uh, lose the batteries for the keyboard, and it's just weird trying to write on a desktop that has like it's literally a dinner table like the like the it's one of those portable TV, tray. tv trays that they have on the carpet and stuff i've been writing on a t i was like writing on a tv the tray one for months has? uh apparently breaks in four days hey and i already paid Dude. verizon there's like I'm talking about bills on the live stream that's bad one two you were talking about the thing like that one Okay. Well, because you have ones like that, and then you have the old school ones that are metal with the clips, and it's a metal tray, and but it's got just, little plastic bullshit clips. And yes, you just drank caffeine soda out of a giant 100-ounce cup. I'm not going to get through that whole thing tonight. promise you. I'm going to get, like, quarter way into it, and I'm going to put the rest away. I'm using it for tomorrow. No, you must hide it from the minis. He doesn't hide it. He just falls asleep with it out in the open. Um... Put it in the closet sometimes, and I still find it. But like, it's because Arian. Little people, they find well, everything. Arian and Cass are obsessed with candy. Like when we started realizing that we were putting all the Halloween candy in like the closet stuff to try to keep them away from the kids, uh -huh. kids found them, and all they would do is just grab the candy bag and just be like, ha, ah, ah, and then suddenly we like came up to the loft and found out they came up to the loft and sprayed all the candy everywhere, and were giggling as they were jumping up and down on the bed. 
<coughs> with candy and shit. It was crazy. They were cranked out like they were on. Oh yeah, drugs. no, they they always get cranked out. You you think that my children were on crack, but they're not. They're just on on candy. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. That they say I I wouldn't know. Wouldn't be can't be the judge of that. Um, but yeah, like uh, yeah. So um, this last week I've been trying to get my uh get my 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 uh videos up, my reader reviews. I know I talked a big game about that last last podcast. I was gonna try and do Soul, and I was gonna try and do like a couple more other videos. Didn't end up happening. I I have so much stuff that came out this last week, but it's fine. It's, I guess it's like the first second week of January. So. Tonight and tomorrow, I'm gonna be working a lot more on that, and then this upcoming week, I'm gonna try and do a few more video reviews that are different. But that's me on my side of things. Um, I also have book titles for the next four or five books that are my saga, as well as novellas. So that's a thing. Uh, Tim, what have you been up to? Just keeping myself busy. I, I literally do nothing ninety percent of the day except for work out for an hour or two a day, and then go goof off. DoorDash, and other stuff. Yeah, I'm just like, this is Thomas with Verizon. That's me. Eight hours a day. Hey, I gotta try to make a little bit of extra money, and with the rule that they put through last year that I didn't find out about until I think it was March. Yeah. That they, they went through last year, 2020, in January, that you can make up to 900 and something... And they won't take away your disability. Cool. So I make eight hundred bucks a month. Started that in October. They don't take away my disability, so I can keep paying my bills. Of course, even if they took away my disability, which I hope they don't, because I'm so disabled, I can barely do the DoorDash. Hi, Dave. And uh, the funny part is, that's kind of hard to do and make lots of money. But I mean. If I was going to make lots of money, I'd never be at home, never see my kids, so that would suck for them and me. Yeah. Because when I did that for a week when it was slow, just to make a couple hundred bucks, minus what I'm putting aside for taxes, they ended up, we don't see you enough. It's like, okay, i got to dial it back, go out there in the busy times. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's like two hours of them being awake. Okay, it's six o'clock. Give me hugs and kisses. I got. I'm gonna go run off, make money. You've seen me all day. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it's like I get up at like t uh, nine, eight or nine or ten. Usually, it's like right before I get up, fucking clock on to work. It's pretty bad, but I get exhausted. And then uh, <laughs> at like ten to like uh, ten to twelve. And my first break's at twelve. Then I come out to the living room, go upstairs. Check on kids, check on wife. Usually Amber's on the computer or she's trying to help Aaron with his homework or whatnot. Or the kids are actually in school. And the kids this last week were out of school because we were trying to make sure that they didn't have COVID. That was another thing that's happened this last week, which is why I didn't do any reviews. Is because I was busy trying to make sure that they weren't sick. And I was busy trying to make sure that they weren't, you know, and, and the wife was just down, out for the count. Like, that was what she was doing when she wasn't drawing, was she was just dead to the world. Yeah, she was on the couch, and I came out to the living room and saw her laying on the fucking couch, and I was like, this is what we're doing. We're just sleeping. And she's like, you feel like ass. And I'm like, you feel like ass? She's like, you feel like death. And I'm like, so you feel like death and death. And she's like, wait, did I say ass? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I meant death. And I'm like, okay. And so I was, I had to go get to OJ and 
got to go get Sunny D, just pump them with the vitamin D and vitamin C so I can fill their immune systems back up. Because here I am freaking out. Oh, whatever. I, I was trying to get something that would build your immune systems back up. Part of it worked. I mean, the kids fucking, when they drank, a cast was a glutton for it. Like, he kept having me put it in his cup because for him it's juice. And so I put it in there and it really helped them with their colds. I mean, they 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 were heavily active and stuff. They weren't just like asleep all the time. That's why I like the when they said, "Oh, we are afraid they have COVID." I was like, "I don't know about that." Like they're still acting like they're same old selves. Like they're bouncing off the walls and literally bouncing off the bed. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> like, well, well, that's last year carrying over into this year too. It's the whole you're sick, you're coughing, you're sneezing. No, I sneezed because somebody put too much pepper on something, or you're. Perfume or cologne made me sneeze. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, with Cass and Ari and Phoenix, they had runny nose, sore throat, fever, cough, like every single symptom. But I'm saying basic, you know, like BS cold. Everybody's like, oh, it's COVID. It's like, dude, it's winter. Dude, I was even just myself. cough. No, dude, people freaking legit gave me shit. They're like, oh, you have COVID. I'm like, no, I have asthma. Stop out of me. Right? Well, I was even watching myself to make sure that I wasn't catching anything because. Usually the captain of the ship goes down when the entire crew starts going down. Right. So I was like watching myself the last few days to like be like, okay, well I've been sneezing oh, a little bit more. Oh, you called me captain of the ship because I went down. I mean, no, I was gonna talk about myself, but but he you're like the co-captain. You're like, no, see, see, I'm the captain of the ship, but you're the uh, first lady of the ship. Like you're the captain S or the or the first in command, that sort of thing. I'm the poop deck wench. <laughs> No, I was not downgrading you. You're the queen. Yeah, I wasn't downgrading you at all. I was more like... He runs the kingdom. You just make sure everybody does what he says so that way there's not dead bodies all over the fucking street. It really happens because I'll sit there and come out and start like throwing criticism to eyes. Like I side-eye the shit out of her. I'll be like... I side-eye the shit out of her and then she suddenly starts changing the way she's doing shit because she'll be like, I've really been on YouTube like three, three hours. And I'll be like, yeah, you have. And then she'll be like, I wasn't talking to you, babe. I'm like... Oh, you were talking about yourself. And she's like, yeah, I was talking to myself. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you were on YouTube for three fucking hours. Get the fuck off YouTube unless you're going to clean. <laughs> and I was like, well, unless you're going to fucking carpet clean. Or, and she's like, you can't carpet clean. I'm like, I'm no carpet cleaner. I'm like, well, unless you're going to vacuum or unless you're going to restructure. You said you were going to go through some stuff. And she's like, well, I was busy doing this and this. I'm like, you mean you're busy fucking around? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and so we, we had But to, that's a couple things, yeah. too. It's like, what did you do today? Not a fucking thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it, but it's like, it was my relaxed day. And see, I understood <laughs> the point. This last week, I didn't give her a lot of help for it because I was like, you know, she's also sick, so I wasn't gonna give her a lot of help for it. But at the same time, I was just like going, you know, when I feel like shit, I I do dishes at least, I do something, and I had to do the dishes twice this last week, which isn't a bad thing. I usually do them at night when you're asleep anyway. In fact, they'll come up, they'll get up in the morning and they'll come into the living room. I don't even know those are reactions because I'm dead to the world, but they'll come up. They'll, and the reason why I'm dead to the world is because I fucking was up all night cleaning. But like, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go get up and kind of come out to the living room and see all the undoing of everything I did that previous night. But they, chances are, came up and got up, went to the living room, and Amber's like, oh, shit, he cleaned up everything. 
and she'll see like the whole living room all like clean and everything everything's all situated we've even got like i have like such a routine down for it down pat they're like i know that some stuff goes on the shelf some stuff goes over here i have like everything i have all situated in my head as far as where everything goes and so it takes me like maybe like five or ten minutes now just to clean up the living room and most of the hours that i spend is oh shit, the bathroom hasn't been mopped in like three days or four days. And some of the people will be like, well, why don't you just do that once a week? Have you seen my children? No, you haven't. <laughs> I have three children that are under six and they're messy and they're high energy and they and will... Unless you get some animals. Yeah, and they will wreck the world. Like They will wreck the entire apartment. They will turn the apartment upside down and the apartment's only 100 square feet. 100, 100 square feet will be upside down. Is it only 100? 900. Oh, nine. Okay. That's why I was saying 900 square feet will be turned upside down. Like, you will be like, is that what the other 800 feet are? I've only seen 100 feet of them. It's like, you think you've only seen 100 feet. You've seen the whole 900 feet. You've just seen it clouded with everything. <laughs> they went ahead and they flipped that fucker upside down. Then they threw it down the stairs. And then they threw it on the bed. And, like, everything's all everywhere. And so, like, I do a lot of, like, picking up with that. And, there, like, a lot of daily routines. I get so tired, too, because I'm just, like, walking around and be like, okay, okay. Okay, and I just do a lot of that stuff it's just over and over again every fucking day where you're just doing that. It's become your routine. Yeah, it's become a thing that I do. Like, like I was, I, I used to idealize me like, once we get everything down pat, I'll literally have a routine where I open up my laptop or I open up, because I don't have one, I'll open up my, the computer and I'll like, and I'll start like working on stuff and I'll like, get so used to typing on something. And then when Tim comes over or someone comes over, I'll be like, guess what I did today? And I'll get like excited. But no, it's just like when they come over, I'm just like, Guess what I did today? He'll be like, what'd you do? I'm like, I cleaned. That's the grand sum total that I did. <laughs> or I worked. I got a paycheck. And so it's just like, you know. Yeah, I'm not I'm, living in a dumpster. Yeah, it's like, I, I'm living in a decorated, you know, clean dumpster that's get, get late, uh, at Leighton Ghettos. That's what, that's what I did. But yeah, no, it's that's what I've done this last week was I cleaned a lot, took care of the kids, helped Amber with the kids. Because before, um... I do have to admit that years ago it was a lot worse. Um, years ago it was like you come home from work and like the entire house, like the carpet looks like, you know, you're just like, is that, has that pizza crust been there for the last three weeks? Like that's used to be how bad it was. Now it's like if there's pizza crust at all, it's because of the fact that I forgot to pick it up the previous night. Um, or it's because of the fact that I, like, we got done with all the pizza stuff or we got done with all the food and then I just didn't just throw it away immediately after. Oh, wow. Yeah, that too. Kids yeah. like to take shit out of the trash all the time. It bugs the shit out of me. But like, um, but that's kids. Yeah. yeah. They, you guys say that, but it's like I just. I know I entertain the shit out of you, but there are things that have to be done a certain way, or things that have to be done. That's why you have to teach them. I've said like three times in the last seventeen minutes that there are three kids under six, and so I get that. It's just we're trying to teach them better. Because <laughs> before, they only knew the us before. They knew what we were before. They knew the whole, like... Bad habits. Yes, the yeah. bad routines. The daddy won't clean anything because he's too wrecked from the work week. Dad, mommy is too emotionally... Blah, blah, blah. And so you, you get, like, that whole impression that the children have. And the children only know what they're told or they're taught. Which is why, recently, I would... Like, today, I went into the, um, the, D the Nintendo DS Switch thing that Amber has. And I just committed the mortal nerd sin again. I called it a DS. Um, went into the Switch, 
went into the internet part, and went to go type in the password, because, you know, Aaron was all like, hey, it's not working. So I went to type in the password, and I put, go in and put a, like, thing, and I was, he was like, wait, is that my name? And I'm like, yes, buddy, your name is part of the password. And, like, I just kind of went like that, and then he was just all like, he's all like, oh, wow. And I'm like going, it's been that way for years, but you just barely noticed that, because you know how to spell your name now. <laughs> but like that that's kind of like a thing so he know now no one knows his name like is how it's spelled my son, other son my middle child cast because i've been working hard on like their spelling and like their numbers and stuff like that and i know amber's been working on it on her end um and i know this because yesterday i was trying to work on cutting the last few episodes of the podcast while he was out with her and stuff doing stuff and the kid brings up the milk carton from that I got from Dollar Tree. That, you know, because I'm super rich, I go to Dollar Tree. Um, take the milk carton, put it on the desk, and I'm sitting there opening up uh, the the systems that I'm using to do the things. And it says milk on it, right? And he goes, "K," and I'm like, thinking he's saying "okay," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's a K." He's like, "L," and I'm like, "Yeah," he's trying to, sp- "I," and then I'm like. Okay, he's starting to impress me. W. And I'm like, it's not a W, buddy. It's an upside down W. And he's like, hmm? I'm like, yes. Mm? What does mm mean? And he's like, W. And I'm like, no, W doesn't. Does that go a wa or an M? And he's just like, W. And I'm like, is it an mm? And he's like, mm. Like, what is an mm? And he's like, W. And I'm like, upside down W. And he's like, W. And I'm like, what about an M? And he's like, milk! <laughs> and, like, that's what he did. So that was yesterday. And so now I know he knows, Now I know he was paying attention to me because the other, like, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I literally pulled out the carton to be a smartass and was all like, hey, hey, Cass, what is this spell? Well, what is this spell? And he's like, what is this spell, kid? Is that a K? Yeah. Is that an L? Was that like a tail at the end? Yeah. Is that an I? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, what is the what is the last letter there? W. So it's Wilk? And he's like, no, it's milk. Because <laughs> he knows it's inside the carton. And so like I I, I was all like, so what does it spell? M. And he's like, eh, W. I L K. What does that spell? Milk! I'm like, so what's the first letter? W! And I'm just like, you're dead set on it being a W. But anyway. Um, that might be also dyslexia. Yeah, it probably is. So he's like, his brain flipping it upside <laughs> down. He's seeing it the opposite way that it actually is. So that's something we're going to have to think about. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the adventures. The last 22 minutes have been the adventures of my kid's life. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the other topics I'm going to be talking about is going to be... Uh, going to be writing. And he talked to me about doing that. He's like, why don't you talk about your writing? And I was just like, Arr. well, like, because I don't like to be like, Bleh. but then he was just like, well, I've been about politics and everything else, so why don't you go about everything else for you? And so I was just kind of like going, Arr. so this is going to be a test of me to get past a bit of insecurities that I have um, about talking about writing and talking about stuff that I'm going to be talking about on my YouTube channel anyway. So uh, it kind of makes sense. But yeah, um, so as far as writing goes, uh, 
One of the processes that I have, I know I talked to him about it the other, like, the last two episodes ago, talked to him about it. Um, he doesn't really have a process, really. He just sort of was like, this sounds, this sounds interesting. It didn't stick. Fuck. <laughs> oh, wait. It kind of stuck. That's kind of his process. He likes, he throws I'm stuff. random as fuck. Yeah, he's random, as you can tell. He bounces between topics like crazy, like, 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 um. The last episode was real bad. <laughs> yeah, like, I was there and I was, okay, so I had some guy, Will. And I'm going to talk about this stuff, because I'm, we're real with you guys, right? Like, this is Crazy Peace Podcast, what you guys tune in for is the real shit. Like, the, like, there's going to be very little editing that's done when I actually, like, process all the episodes. It's just taken a while to actually get to that fucking point. Not to mention the fact that when you're, um, I'm going to, I'm going to. Be a little unfocused for a second. When you're trying to um, take the episodes and put them into Adobe Premiere Pro, which is the software I use, um, the file type is MKV or something like that. It's a weird file type name. Oh, Adobe does not like that file type. So it makes me go the extra mile and use VLC player to convert the fucking thing to MP4. That's what it does. That's why it's taking so long. And now you're like, oh, well, if it only takes, like, five minutes, then, you know, you're still being lazy fuck. No. Um, see, you're trying to convert it, and then what happens is when it converts, the thing gets out of sync. I learned that yesterday, in fact. I learned that the first time, and then a billion things came up, and then it took me away from it. But yesterday, I learned it real bad because I converted it twice, and each time it was like, either, like, wouldn't convert it, or when it did... Like, we played the beginning of it, and it was like, and, like, our mouths were moving, but the audio was out of sync, and I'm just like, that's fucking whack. It's gonna look weird on YouTube. And so, um, I took a step back and was like, let's revisit this. But, like, so that's what we're trying to do, is I'm trying to get it to where it converts and trying to get it to where all the stuff is situated so that when we do drop it on YouTube, it looks good. It has decent transitions. There's gonna be, like, a Tarantino feel to it. Like, it's not gonna have theme music or anything, so... Not like, yet. We're still working on yeah, that. Yeah, so if you're still, like, if you're going to expect us to be, like, rawr, 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 or something like that, something identifiably us, you're, it's going to take a minute. But I'm at least going to get, like, we're the slides down. Intro. Yeah, we're still working on an intro type thing. But um, basically we're trying to work on making this thing an actual show rather than just, like, an episode we record where we just, like, do a bunch of random stuff. Like, it's going to be random stuff, and that's probably what you guys are tuning in for. But at the same time, it's also going to be us trying to find a focus so that we can be a show essentially but yeah so as far as this goes um my process when it comes to writing is not the way his is like he throws stuff at a wall and seeds of a stick i used to do that and then i'd find myself into the immortal black hole that is called writing purgatory where you sit there and you <laughs> write a story you get to a certain point and then you just sit on it for months because you're like not sure where the fuck to go and then it ends up sitting there forever, and then you turn around and you find out you're stuck, and then you end up rebooting it because there's, you know, it's been like a year, it's been two years, and you're like still working on the same fucking thing, and everyone's like, where is it, where is it, why aren't you done with it? And you're just like, fuck. So I used to do that. Now, I use what is called the Trellvac structure, which is really a micro version of the three-act structure, which is the hero's tale. Um, so for me, I will sit there and I will... And I've, I've had multiple narrators. I don't seem to be in chat yet. Um, there's, well, no, there's, no there's like one person that's watching. Hi, guys! <laughs> it's one person. Hi. 
It might be the same so guy from last week. on Twitch, uh, tell us who you are in chat real quick. Yeah, let us know. Like, I think you've been watching for like the last couple of weeks. You, you're like our most loyal, like most loyal streamer. We appreciate you. Um, but like, uh, yeah. So say, tell us who you are. Tell us what you like. That sort oh, of right, thing. Right. Okay. If you guys have any ideas as to what you, want, you guys like, think that you guys might like that we can do, then let us know. Um, that way tell we us can kind of. Want us to shave our faces? I don't want to shave my face. Okay, we'll just trim it. Apparently, he wants us to shave our. I asked you guys if we should shave our face. You'll probably get like a trim out of me. You may get a full face shave from him. Um, apparently, my wife says that she'll let me shave my head. Um, no, which, I'll let you shave part of my hair. Oh, part of her hair. Oh, she'll let me shave part of her. Should I shave between your legs or should I shave? Yeah. What kidding. Um, oh, I didn't know you said what. I said, should I shave between your legs or should I shave the upper part? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, if you think that, you know, if, like, you guys think we should talk about certain things, you're, like, not talk about certain things, I but, like, if you, think, you guys have ideas as to what we could talk about or things that interest you that you might like that to our take on, like, this is the Crazy Peace podcast, so... Randomness is kind of what we do. I got a suggestion. What? Talk about the fact that you lowered your price on your book. That's right. I haven't thought about that at all because I don't ever think about that. Um, so my price on my book used to be five ninety nine on Amazon because like it's on Amazon KDP or it's on Kindle Unlimited for Prime. Um, now it well it was five ninety nine. Then I dropped it down to two ninety nine. Because, you know, I was trying to see what would match and try to get some sort of consistency. Um, and now, for right now at least, for this weekend and probably next weekend and then the weekend after that. It's so basically January, the weekends. Um, unless, like, I find out that people actually like that, then I may just stick with it for all of January and then jack it back up to two ninety nine, a whole $2. Um, is It's going to be $0.99 cents for a little while. Um, I'm trying to see if people are interested in that, I'm trying to see if that's something that, you know, brings people into it. I'm also going to be working on, uh, videos that is me narrating the book and it's not gonna be like a Bueller, Bueller. No, I'm actually changing my voice. Like I'm gonna be like Crimson Nightfall. Like I'm going to be like changing my voice or I'm going to go from like down here to down here and like, you know, just kind of try to play around with it a little bit. I want it to be engaging. Plus, another thing I'm going to be doing with the videos, I'm going to be adding some music, which I have uh, stock music from Adobe, um, the Adobe website, where uh, the Adobe website has stock music for free, which essentially is like really high, you know, up ante, like production music, which we could use that for this. But like right now, I'm going to be using it for the audio book series to create a series of audio files that are for each chapter. And so it's basically going to be me narrating the boys because the, I have two, three guy characters and then I'm going to have lovely wife back there narrate the girls because it makes sense. Um, and I'm going to have her do the girls. And so we're going to create like our own little audio book for the story and probably going to end up putting that on uh, Audible.com depending on how, like, how great we make it. Like we're going to listen to the whole thing and be like, is this something that would be marketable? Is this something that, you know, is high quality or should I just stick to, stick it to a, like a website or something? We're going to figure it out. But like, that's the thing we're working on. So you want to do the videos, but then take the audio out of it for the audio book. Kind of. Yeah. is what we're doing. Either that or okay. just re-record it entirely for an audio book itself. I would have 
recorded because you, the way you are in front of the camera, this seems to be like your natural. No, I want to be in front of the camera. So you being in front of the camera shows your true person. So I think that would be best. And then you just take it, the audio and copy it. Yeah. And use it and just stitch That's it together. Fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing that. We're going to be recording it and uh, recording us, you know, talking to the audience and being like, it's going to be like how you're at a reading and stuff, except for it's going to be like interactive because there's also going to be sound effects and music and stuff. And so you're going to like be listening to it. And it's like you're listening to a movie is essentially what I'm trying to do. Um, and so I'm going to try that for the first book, see how far we get. And then if it keeps going and we actually really enjoy it, second, third, and fourth, and fifth book are going to have that type of experience. Um, yes, I'm writing that far. I'm, I'm plotting a saga for fuck's sake. Um, but like, uh, not waiting for a studio to say yes either. Like I, I'm, I'm doing it myself. Like I'm not waiting for some studio to be like, vampires are in now and they don't sparkle. I'm not waiting for that. Like I'm, I'm waiting for like, uh, I'm basically just doing the thing. Like I'm making the stuff. I so, hated that in the Twilight series. Why the hell are they fairies? Not to mention the fact they're vegetarian. They're not even vegan. No, see that makes sense to me. From the vampire point of view, but the thing that it makes sense is why are they fucking fairies as in sparkling? It's like, no. But why would it make sense to have them be vegetarian if they're carnivores because they drink blood? Well, they're. Because some of the books I've read with the vampires who were like, no, I don't want to kill people because I got turned and didn't have a choice. Okay. It's the, okay, what can I do instead of killing people? Well, you have blood banks nowadays, but back then, back in the old days, it's okay. I have to find something that has blood, but it will sustain me and keep me strong. And in some of the books I've read or audio books I've listened to, it's the, you, they pick animals. So that part made sense to me, because I've heard that story or that, um... Cirque de Freak did it. They did the, um, they did, they did animal blood, but animal blood was only enough to keep them going, to sustain them for so long before they absolutely needed human blood. So that was the dis- limitation with animal blood and Cirque Freak. Well, I don't even remember. There was another. I, I know which story you're talking about, but there's another story out there, and I can't remember its name. There's so many vampire stories. Have you looked at Amazon? <laughs> Have you looked at Amazon and typed up dark no, fantasy or I vampires? know how many there are. I mean, like, there's been ones I've read. It's the whole thing. Well, human blood makes us stronger. Are you sure, or is you're not drinking enough animal blood? I was That's so... where I like the Twilight, because, no, my animal's this, because it coincides with yeah. who, my, who I am and who what my soul yeah, sort of thing. And, and, it's, and it's it's fine, like, having, you know, because Twilight's Twilight, they, you know, that's clearly a very sellable series because they've made so much goddamn money from that series. Um, it's a chick flick series. Yeah, clearly they, they made some money, so clearly it was successful. Um, <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, I think it's fucking dumb if the, all of your vampires in your world, like, some of them, I could see some of them being, you know, vegan or vegetarian much like humans are because you know sociology is a thing and like plants <laughs> and cultures and things like that and like but the thing is though is is twilight was so small and so like we're all in forks and then in one book we're now suddenly in italy because that's where our coven is that's where the council is um and everything like that but like it was it's so like small for, scale for the US. yeah it was so small scale it was like we're in we're italy in but we're also in forks in washington and so it's like, okay, so you're in one place of the country, and so it was on a very small scale. So it was like, okay, so these vampires in this one family, this one fucking family, not like three families, not seven families or whatnot, one family. 
the colons. And they were all vegetarian and shit. And so you didn't get like a whole like different dose or flavor per what family was in the story. You got the one fucking family. And they're all vegetarian. And and Edward's like got this superior complex and he's like, I feel like I've been alive for over a hundred years or whatever the fuck. And he was like, I don't ever sleep. And so I, I was forced to watch the first movie. So I'm literally just quoting the first movie. But like, um, well, I watched Rift Tracks. Was... So, okay. So I've watched New Moon and I've watched okay. uh, the third one. And then I've watched Breaking Wind, uh, parts one and two. But I watched them with Rift Tracks. So I had someone else that was not part of the me audience or my uncle audience. Uh, I was watching it with them. I was watching it with Rift Tracks. So Rift Tracks made fun of it for us, so it made it more digestible. So we got to listen to some comedian make you know co- you know starky remarks while we were watching the movie. And believe it or not, Harry Potter's also really awesome with Rift Tracks because like they make fun of everything. No one is 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 a uh, safe from Rift Tracks. No one. Like there was a part okay. of the movie where they were making fun of uh, Hagrid and Harry Potter together, and you're just like. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, and then they were like, you know, of course, they were making fun of Harry for having such a big ball with Sirius, and they were like, Sirius, you using up Harry as a fucking wannabe. And you're like, talking about saying, you know, you, you, your your best friend, his his dad, is never going to be Harry, right? Like, you should know that right now, you dumb fuck. Like, they were like, it was like this entire thing where they were making fun of the dynamic between Sirius and Harry. It was, and it, it, like, you know, an edgelord 17-year-old me ate it up like crazy. But like, uh, but yeah, like, uh, so I've seen Twilight, like all the Twilight. I only bring up Harry Potter to be like, by the way, Harry Potter wasn't safe either. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a thing. Um, but so I watched all the Twilights, I did. And the thing I had an issue with Twilight, which is a similar issue that I have with Harry Potter after watching Game of Thrones, is how small the world was. And but the, with with Twilight, it was like you have like one vampire family. See, in a normal vampire movie, it's like okay, you have the one vampire guy who's the vampire lord, even though there's not like thousands of vampires or hundreds of vampires. You have the one lord, and then you have like two other sidekick vampires. And if you kill the vampire lord, you kill off everybody because that's generally the myth of vampires. Um, in Twilight, it's one family, and that's it. That's all. And they're all mysteriously in forks. The one series, well, movie series that I like is Underworld. Yeah, I liked Underworld. Underworld Because it's, Doug no, Underworld. she killed the guy who made her a vampire, but she's still a vampire. Awesome. Yeah. You don't have the bullshit lore. No, you killed the guy, so now you're back to human. And it's playing on the whole vampires versus werewolves too, because of lichens. And then you got the one main character who's like lichen and vampire at the same time. And then you got her. She's she's literally a product of the villain from the first movie. Like she's yeah. literally like descended from him or you know mentored by him. And so like you know when she goes up against him, it's like that familial bond. It's like the daughter versus the dad. And so like it's got that complex. It's almost like Return of the Jedi. Like you know <laughs> the fun fa- son faces off against the father. Only she's not trying to redeem him. She's trying to stab him. And yeah, so, right. and so you got like this difference in, uh, but you got this familial bond, and so it makes it kind of heartbreaking when you know he eventually does die. Um, but like, yeah, like I liked how Underworld was with like the differences, because like in Underworld it made sense because there's like a lot more going on. Like there's so many different vampires, and they're all not all part of the same fucking family. So I liked Underworld, and I liked um, the Underworld series. Like I was really sad when they stopped making them because they. Yeah, have you seen the they last just got one? the fourth one? Um, I think I watched it with JB, my uh, co-host over at the uh-huh. Gals podcast, which, by the way, I haven't brought up that podcast at all, but I did a podcast with J- Jonathan Day over at uh, on the uh, Bloody Streams 
and Cinema Macabre. So if you look it up on YouTube, it's, it's on my channel, but it's uh, you look it up on, on YouTube, Gallus Podcast, Cinema Macabre, that sort of thing, you may be able to find it, Bloody Streams. Um, we haven't made an episode in fucking forever, so maybe why it might be harder for you to reach it. But beside the point, uh, we did a lot of horror podcasts and stuff on there, so plug there. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as Underworld goes, I watched it with him, the newest one. I watched it with him, and it was kind of cheesy. Like, I, and, and granted, I remember the third one. Wait, which fourth one are you talking about? The one, I'm talking about the one where she's walking towards the camera nonstop. Or when she's walking away from the camera nonstop, and the camera just, like, follows her. She's kind of combating well, it's bad, bad views. The, um, it's like arcade the style. Movie, I think it's the fourth one. Or is it the fifth one? You're probably talking about the fifth or the sixth, because I believe they made a fifth one or a sixth one. It's the most recent one. Yeah, I have it at home. We're like, <laughs> I well, have it on Blu-ray. There, there was someone that was in a cage, and then, like, she was all sad, and then she it ended was up stabbing. Okay, and then someone ended up stabbing someone else. It was like a cliche underworld type strand at that point because they've made like so many of them, so they created their own tropes within their own world. Um, I liked that one overall. It was just cheesy as fuck. It was like sci-fi movie cheese. Because you had the first one. Sci-fi channel. And then on the second one, she ended up taking the blood from the original immortal that was just, I became immortal, which was the father of the two sons that one went to werewolf but not regular werewolf, it was wolf all the time, and then the other one was the vamp. Yeah. And in the second one, the vampire son ended up drinking blood because they killed the werewolf above him, but because he was from the bloodline straight from the original, he ended up getting wings like a bat. And, yeah. And then the third one was her waking up was that the third one? I think the third one was her waking up, and they're like, yeah, well, we have your man and whatnot. Yeah. And they had her daughter trapped or something, and her daughter got away. Yeah. Well, And then the, the one after that, I vaguely remember, because I haven't watched it as there much. Was the one, I gotta rewatch the whole series again, because I've... There was the <laughs> one where they were looking for him, her boyfriend, who made the girl, and he was missing, because he was, he was not there. And the, the real story is the fact that um, the guy who made the movie series, the director, um, got in a fight with the actor, guy who plays the, the her, her husband. Yeah, Michael. She got, he got in a fight with her. Like As much as I like Len... Um, as long as I like Len, uh, Len Wiseman, um, he got in a fight with the actor who plays Michael, and because of the fact that she, the, you know, Kate yeah, Beckinsale, she's married to Len Wiseman, the director. So, Michael, the guy who plays Michael, got in a fight with Len, uh, behind the scenes. It was a thing that was talked about years and years ago. Um, swept under the rug, and nobody cared about it after that, and so, uh, it didn't, it wasn't really talked about, but that's why I, I, I know why his present story was watered down significantly, because, and why he was killed in the third movie. Yeah, and so that's why, like, he just disappeared and just isn't around anymore, is because of the fact that Len was just like, fuck that fucker, I'm gonna write him out, and so, <laughs> so he put him somewhere else, and then was like, let's make it to where the third and fourth movie are about finding him, and it's like, hmm... So, uh, and that's, the daughter, yeah. yeah, and so it's, that's why that happened, and so now that, and so the next movie was about her daughter, and it, like, honestly, it's like, at this point, I don't think they're gonna make any more of them, I want them to make more of them, I but I don't know if they're gonna make it more. they did fairly well, the way they did. They did, uh, they're gonna be rebooting them, though. 
Yeah, I've heard I looked that it, one I too. looked it up recently, the last year, and I was like, what the hell is happening with Underworld? Because I, I was, you know how old I was when I watched first Underworld? Nope. I was 12. Youngin. Yeah, I was, I was a little <laughs> kid. I was a little fucking kid. So I uh, went to go see it in a the theater with my Uncle Brent, actually, who's now dead. Um, and went to go see it with my Uncle Brent and my dad. And so it was like a dad and his brother taking his kid out. And so we went to go see it. And, of course, at that point, my agoraphobia or the fear of blood was so intense that when I watched the first one, it was so bad. That's part of why my character, by the way, in one of the previous drafts, has a uh -huh. fear of blood and can say it of the blood. is because I gave okay. him that quirk in which, like, I can't even look at my own blood without being like, <laughs> and so that's why, like, kind of like mom. So, yeah, and so, like, when you were saying go donate plasma, I was like, put a needle in my arm for money. That might work out if my agoraphobia that's doesn't kick in. why you put the headphones in, you search your phone, and watch whatever movie while they're poking you and stuff. Yeah, the hospital. Completely ignore it. Yeah, the hospital, this last time, when I went to go to the hospital for the, uh, for the ulcer, scared me away from the hospital forever. Like, cause I was, I was in the hospital and they were like, let's take some of your blood because we want to make it sure that nothing's wrong with you and you're not like dying. And then they were like, oh yeah, you were internally bleeding by the way. You almost died. Um, just so you know. And so like they took my blood for the first time and they like, they stabbed me and stuff and then they drew it through it. And then they put like the IV in my arm. So I literally had an IV in this arm, my, this arm. And then I had an IV in this arm. Keep forgetting the cameras over there. IV in this arm. <laughs> And the IV in this arm was never fucking used. Which, granted, that's a good thing because then that means that they're, you know, well, then it's you not have worsening. It's not plastic needle in it. Yeah, it's, it's not escalating, so that's a good thing. Yeah. What's going on? We're talking about my experiences in the hospital. Currently. Mr. Alunian. Hello, sir. Um, how are you doing tonight? We, we talked about you, or at least one of you, that was viewing us tonight. We appreciate you. Um, so I was in the hospital, and I had a needle in this arm, and then a needle in this arm, and the reason why I have not really touched the idea of going into there, like anywhere where there's needles involved, is one, I had a tattoo, and I like the tattoo idea because it doesn't involve me bleeding nonstop, and right. uh, so they took out, the, but they take out my blood nonstop, and so I was, I was either getting it out of, out of this arm where the needle was, the IV is supposed to be, but the IV was t attached to my arm with a system, with the little, those little, bags that hang down with the tube. I don't remember what they're called. Your uh, saline water. Yes. So I had that. It's basically that. salt water so you don't become dehydrated. Yeah, so they were pumping me. It was most dehydrated I've been an entire year. Um, <laughs> because I'm terrible and drink soda a lot. Um, but, like, I've been drinking more water. I promise. But, like, yeah. Soda addiction. Um, but, like, I had uh, the saline thing in my other arm, and so I had that pumping in my system, and the only and so they would have to draw blood though to watch my blood count and so they would either take it out of, out of this arm or to take it out of this arm where you know where the IV was supposed to be or they would just poke my fucking hand like I have so many different like needle marks from when they poked my hand oh you mean when they try to get these blood vessels yeah when they get dolls and so yeah so I yeah I, I have never hit those on my arm I haven't gone into it I haven't gone into my experiences that much because it was like ew. So, like, I, I, I spent, like, two or three days in the hospital, and it was very uncomfortable. So, like, um, yeah. So, like, anytime I had, I, anytime I feel like anything's going on with my body, I just get this insane anxiety attack from hell. But, like, um, yeah, so it's pretty bad. But, uh, but, like, I go, I, but, so anytime you talk to me about going to donate plasma, the first thing that goes into my head is pure sheer terror. I'm just, like, 
You know, have you ever told me that blood coming out of my system for money? Am I selling my soul? Is this what's yes. going on? <laughs> like it, that's it, why I told you when I donate plasma with as much medicine as they make with it, I will be connected to everyone. Yeah, You're all part of the crew, and you didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, he he was trying to sell me on all this other stuff. Like I'm along for the ride with the government one because I don't know how long it's. I don't know how far it's gonna go. He's a do good. He's a he's a do gooder. You know, he, he, I he, do does, my best. he does good things. I mean, he's, he, he hasn't led me and Amber too much astray on certain things. Um, he also, uh, like this version of him is the version of him that I like. <laughs> 10 years ago, I couldn't stand The real him. me. I dealt with him. I tolerated his ass, but the, the uh, 10 years ago, I, I was like, should I trust him as far as I can throw him? And I don't know how far I can throw him, but like, um, but like 10 years ago, there was a version of him that was like molded by his ex, no, by his see, current see, wife. That's where this comes into play? Yeah. Because yeah. how far could you throw me? I don't know. Which one are you? Are you Super Saiyan or Broly? No, you're Super Saiyan, I'm Broly, because I'm fucking... <laughs> see, that's the thing, though. Superman, though, that's a tough contest, because this set Superman's red-eyed. Like, he's pissed. So he's, like, full-on fucking Kryptonian. So, like, unless there's, like, green kryptonite hanging underneath his belt, the, this guy's belt right here, the yellow-haired guy's belt, unless there's kryptonite hanging around in there, you got no chance in hell. Like this guy, like if you were to go by scientific analysis of how far that punch goes, like yeah, but he, he may not be a standard human. Like the Super Saiyan guy may not be a standard human. He may have a Dragon Ball that's helping him out with his power. But well, that's the, the only thing that's keeping his brain from becoming like do you know the uh, decimated brain matter. The oh, what is it? The canon or the backstory they've done because they they launched it on um what is it Z Fighters on the app on the phone. Yeah. They explain it. Brawley has the bloodline. Before it was, it's not the Super Saiyan, it's the Berserker, where the hair goes green, not yeah. yellow. So what it is, is that's the natural state, what everybody thought was Super Saiyan. Mm -hmm. But they talk about it like, no, the ones like Goku and Vegeta, no, they have the tainted blood because... They don't do the Berserker. They just go straight into Super Saiyan. There's something wrong with the bloodline. But on the last movie they did where they re-threw Raleigh and it made it canon. Yeah. They showed Vegeta turning green for a second, which proves his royalty blood is actually pure. It's not tainted because he can still do the Berserker mode if he needs to. Yeah. But his Raleigh's Berserker mode with... The, Super Saiyan on top of it is the equivalent to Super Saiyan Blue, which is basically Super Saiyan for God Mode. Okay. So, he's the equivalent of that at basically level 2, instead of Goku and Vegeta, which is like level 6 now. I'm, if I remember correctly, it's like 1, 2, 3, we skipped 4 on canon, and go straight to God, and then Super Saiyan God, essentially. He looks really muscly. That that that's the thing that I didn't like with that version of Brawley, is yeah. because they over muscled him, but yet him as regular, he's just like me. He's like, yeah, I'm here. He looks like he's fucking like got like steroids coursing through his body. Like that looks really unnaturally fucking muscly. Well, the funny part is, your wife, my sister, found this picture, and I'm like, that's like old school Brawley, which nobody liked because he was just a complete douchebag. He went from normal to, I'm going to kill and destroy everything because I'm enraged. Just like, no. I like the new one because 
He doesn't try to go into straight rage mode. It just happens. And this, like, soups looks like he's fucking, like, the, um... Angry as shit and wanting to kill him. Do you remember the movie that came out a while ago that had, like, it wasn't Superman, but it was, like, a Superman ripoff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Where, it, where he's, like, evil Superman and, like, kills his parents. Yeah. Like, it, literally in the story, it goes from... In original Superman lore, he saves Clark, or saves Martha and Pa Kent, but in this movie, in this storyline, he fucking kills them. Like, he, they don't hold back. He just, by the end of the story, they're dead. And so, spoilers. Yeah, because he basically um, went with pure rage and yeah, he went, in charge he went with the anger and stuff. Yeah. And he was basically an alien from another planet, and they didn't really go into, like, whether or not there'd be other aliens or anything. And so far, they haven't talked about a sequel, but I'm pretty sure they're going to do a sequel of some kind. But essentially, this guy, the Superman, is kind of more in line with him. So I'm pretty sure that this Brawly guy would put up a really good, decent fight, and then he'd eventually just die or something. Unless he's, like, immortal somehow. Like, it would be a really fucking... That city is about to get fucked. Like, that's how bad it's going to be. Like, that oh, yeah, city... No, there's going to be no city left over. Like, everyone's going to be dead. Like, if they're both, like... I'm gonna kill you, then you know they're probably gonna die. Like if they have one of one of them has any remote resembling caring for human life or innocence, maybe someone will be spared. But for the most part, they're. Well, dead. see that, that that was always the frame part about Superman. No, you give a shit too much because uh, what was it? The last part of this, I, think, I don't remember if it was a series or in a movie. I think it was part of a series where. He's fighting Darkseid, and Darkseid's like, yeah, well, you can't kick my ass. He's like, actually, I've been holding back my whole life because everything, if I touch it, just with just my regular strength, without being super-duper powered down, yeah, like I make myself, because everything's like cardboard, I touch it, it falls apart, I would destroy everything in an instant. And he goes full force and just instant, almost instantaneously wipes the floor with Darkseid, which... If you watch the series of Superman or and the beginning of uh, uh, what was it? Which one? League. Justice League. Yeah. Because it was Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, the the, the, that, that, the that series, right? That or the movie? Yeah, no, the series. Okay. That that he told Darkseid finally. Well, fine then. I just won't hold back. Yeah. I'm just gonna wreck your shit. Got and Brawly, like this Brawly in freaking Berserker mode is, I can destroy everything in reality and break the freaking time continuum in reality itself because he has no control. He's like basically the Hulk that can fly. Okay. He's always angry. So he has no self-control? He has no stopping point. Okay. And uh, what was it? Deathmatch just did one where it was... The new Brawly mixed with this Brawly, they kind of took the lore of both and kind of put it into one versus all of the lore of Hulk. Yeah. And he won because the way his Berserker mode is, he can keep going. And him burning out is just him, uh, but basically the Hulk hitting him, his anger, he just goes straight back into Berserker mode, indestructible mode, but... The Hulk, you eventually can destroy him because you keep hitting him. Eventually, you're going to break the point that heals the Hulk, and he won. Yeah. So, a bit of background, <laughs> why, you know, why we're kind of going into, like, the, the background image is, one, we've never talked about the background image that much. 
in any of the podcasts. We just sort of stuck it up in the background and then like forgot about it. Um, yeah, but also too, yeah. but also too is he is heavy into like Dragon Ball Z. Like you would think that if he worshipped a god, it would be Goku. Uh, <laughs> and so like, no. Because, like, well, when I walked in your house, I literally thought I was looking at the house of worship of Dragon Ball Z. Like, I was, like, there was an entire wall of just, like, Dragon Ball Z. It was, like, the Dragon Ball, the legendary Dragon Ball, and then, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z. And there was, like, an entire bookshelf, like, shelves just lined with it. And so, like, and I'm not understating anything. Like, I'm not exaggerating anything. Like, that's literally what his, his house looks like in, in the living room. When you walk in the door and you look to your left, boom. Like it's all over the place, and so um, Special so he's got room, yeah. so he's got quite of a um a mythos knowledge of how Dragon Ball Z works, which is why when I was like talking about Superman versus this guy, he was just like, I know who that is, and he was like going into it. I was like, okay. Well, I grew up on uh the Superman cartoon series, and then it was Justice League, and then Justice League Unlimited. I remember when those all came out because, I mean, I grew up with that stuff. I grew up with the original cartoon series of Batman, Spider-Man, X-Men, when that all came out in the 90s. Yeah. I remember that crap because that's kind of, ooh, they have a series now. Let's watch. And when I was doing that on PBS back before cable was in my house or we had enough money to afford it all the time, it was one of those weird things where it was... Charlie! Yeah. <laughs> Random people. I saw one liked your video on TikTok, so I had to be like, Charlie yeah. Wallace! Shout out! <laughs> but, um, no, I, I found uh, Dragon Ball, some episodes of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z on Saturday, so I'm like, okay, let's watch it. And it was within the first, like, four or five episodes of Dragon Ball Z I found out, and then I found Dragon Ball through the internet when the internet became big and I'm like okay I gotta find this stuff find out what the hell the mythos and I just started watching it and now they're rewriting because the guy who actually writes Dragon Ball Z forgets half the crap he's even admitted I forget this stuff sometimes so I just rewrite it or whatever Yeah. because they did that with the Brawley movie where they went backwards and explained some of the stuff that through some of the just filler movies that he didn't exactly write but he's like okay yeah sure go with it so yeah. we can make money with the Dragon Ball Z and whatnot, and they filled in a whole bunch of stuff with the last Brawly movie, Super uh, Dragon Ball Super Brawly. I have it on my phone through the Funimation app. Because Nephi bought it, I'm like, I want the digital copy, so he gave it to me. Yeah. But it goes through some of the background that they don't tell you about, or they've hinted at here and there through Vegeta talking about it. But they've actually gone back and fixed a lot of it. So I'm like, okay, I know right where this fits in. So I know everybody's power level. And even though now in Dragon Ball Super, everything's so freaking power level. It's just bullshit. Okay, where are you? Are you God level? Are you just regular human level? Are we Super Saiyan? Super Saiyan 2? Super Saiyan 3? Yeah, so you're trying to figure out like what their, what their power sets level are. Is, and yeah. Everything. yeah, so that's his background. He like does a lot of that stuff. Plus also he... Him and I can go back and forth on like some of the DC knowledge and everything. Me and personally, Marvel. me personally, I've watched you know the Justice League series. Need we we watch because need to be rehearsed on it again. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know quite a bit of Star Wars. Grew up on it. I was you know little five years old watching Empire and Return of the Jedi a million times till Darth Vader's sword turned silver, like the lightsaber turned silver. 
Um, and then I was watching, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of Pokemon. But a lot of my background is very Marvel, DC, and Star Wars and other stuff like that. When he goes into Dragon Ball Z territory, I mostly just go, mm-hmm. Because <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know much about it. Um, I don't have that big knowledge base nerd-wise. So a lot of times he'll go on about it. But that's why it's fun and cool that Amber found this image of Superman versus this guy. Uh, Brawly. Uh, so as far as story-wise, when it comes to Brawly, who the fuck is he in compared to like Goku and like? Because I know Cell, I know Goku. I was I think nine when I watched Dragon Ball Z on Toonami, and okay. I watched and I watched it out of fucking order because it was just reruns nonstop. I had no idea what the fucking timeline was or anything like that. So when you and Nephi go on about like the whole gods this and Dragon Balls and all this stuff, stuff I'm just like going, okay, <laughs> you're lost. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like. Okay, it starts out with actually Goku. He ends up getting sent to Earth. They talk about it in the Broly movie at the beginning by his dad because his dad, Bardock, fears that Frieza is basically going to kill all the Saiyans. Yeah. But when they did the Bardock movie back in the 90s, he sent him there because he. The Saiyans were doing their job and they took out a planet. So that way they could sell it, because that's kind of what they were, the planet realtors of the universe. Yeah. But they worked for Frieza. But what you find out in the new movie is actually Brawly, and this is also part of the Bardock series, partially and part of the Brawly movies back in the 90s, which was Mythos. It wasn't actually part of the canon. But he's stronger than Vegeta and the king... Vegeta instead of Prince Vegeta, which is the Vegeta everybody knows in Dragon Ball Z. His dad found out that Brawly was more powerful and had more potential. So who's reading? So who is Brawly though? Like as far as relationship goes, and like he, he's the well, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. The king. I'll stop talking. Saw that he had greater potential. Nobody can have greater potential than my son because he's royalty. So he basically shits him off to another planet or tries to get him, kill him, in the original. And his dad tries to save him in the original, and in the new one that has become canon, his dad just chases him down to wherever the king sent him in a, to a planet off in the middle of fucking BFE yeah. the universe. So, no, we'll just throw him there, and if he dies, he dies. Oof. Yeah. But they end up finding him in the original mythos. It was Vegeta, Goku, Trunks... Gohan and all the crew from DBZ found after the Cell games. Yeah, I'm recognizing those names. Yeah, they they ran into him while I don't even remember how, but they found him for the Saints that the guy brought with him while trying to save Brawly mm -hmm. when when Frieza was destroying the planet. Vegeta ended up becoming his crew and they have this ship in the original mythos that was never canon. Mm -hmm. And because he was in the bed next to Goku when he, and Goku always cried whenever he hears Goku saying name Kakarot he goes straight into Berserker mode tap little and that's what shows Berserker mode. In the new one he was never around it's just something that he gets that's part of his bloodline, part of his something he taps into, but his berserker mode is basically, I'm not here, 
I'm pissed, or I'm almost dead, so full power kill everything. Yeah. Okay. So he's kind of like the, um, the wild one in the grand scheme of things when it comes to all the other characters. He's yeah. kind of like the guy that's He has the there. natural talent with the Berserker mode to be as powerful as anything you throw at him because he auto-learns while he's fighting. Okay, so he's kind of like, um, I wouldn't say Doomsday, but he's kind of like in comparison to like DC. He's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of the character name that's a, the character that I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think of the name of them. But thinking of as far as power set goes, what you just said, where like he learns as he's fighting, um, it makes me think of the Exile, which is what? from Star Wars Kotor Two. Okay, yeah, no, I know that one, but but, but that Doomsday one steals would be that one steals power as he's fighting too, people. Because Doomsday was basically a Kryptonian. It's a Kryptonian experiment, experiment gone wrong. Yeah, and, and so, he's not the experiment; he was just born that way. Right. So Doomsday, so it's the same thing, Doomsday, but it's different than the rest of the Saiyans, so but every time he's Doom, the oddball out. Every time Doomsday dies, though, the way that they killed him off, he becomes invulnerable to it. So yeah. that's, that's the major difference between Doomsday and Brawly, apparently. Yeah, it's he's really not indestructible, words. but he basically is because there's no way to really turn him off. Except for to, like, electrocute him. Because in the new canon thing, just like in the old mythos, his dad had an electrocutor. Yeah. But in the new one, the canon one, the two people from the Frieza Force, basically the people who work for Frieza, yeah, when it was resurrected in the new suit, new uh, Dragon Ball Super, basically find Brawly in the middle of BFE with his dad, and he has an electrocutor, so that way he doesn't go into full berserker. He can control him. No, just. And it yeah. stops him because of the what it does to your body when you get electrocuted. Oh, but, so... Yeah. Just like and that. he had kind of the same thing in the old mythos, but it was a little different. Yeah. Because in the old mythos with that necklace. Yeah, the, the uh, necklace was like right there, like right yeah, on the screen. Like one. you're like you're pointing where's my hand going? Hi. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. That was where he got electrocuted, and they have a new like one. Cocoa melon right now. It's right, right there. <laughs> where is it? It's right there. <laughs> yeah, but the the new one, it's kind of the same thing. He has a necklace, which had an automated electric to do the same thing. But in the original, he just ended up ignoring it because he got so far into the berserker mode, it didn't affect him. On the new one, it still affected him. But the chick that has a thing for Brawly basically stole it from his dad, pickpocketed him, and broke it. Okay, so he's going to love life. Well, yes and no, because we haven't gone into any of that in the new canon. That's, I don't think they've hit that in the manga yet, or gone to that. Because at the end of the Brawly movie, Goku's like, no, I'd actually like to spar with you. Mm -hmm. Here's this. To help you out so that way you're not starving and whatnot. Finds him because Goku, between when he gets Super Saiyan and Namek is destroyed. And when he comes back, learns instant transmission. So he just basically honed into Brawly's energy and at the end of the movie zaps to where he is. Okay, and then he disappears. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, you got, usually I just got a giant injection of like Dragon Ball Z knowledge. Now, if you guys already knew all that, that's awesome. That way, you can just fan out with him, like you know, you know, because your guys aren't. Would you be... ask? So, I, you guys can fan with him while he's uh, 
talking about it. But if you don't already know that, you just learned some shit. Like, you just got some fucking knowledge to go in that brainium of yours. I guess I just called it a brainium and not a cranium. Um, so, no, I did ask. And that's, I wanted to know. I was like, who the fuck is this guy that's fighting Superman and why should I care? Um, but, like, uh, yeah, so that's part of, see, when I was talking about, like, 30 minutes ago, I was talking about content creation, like, you know, creating stories and stuff. Uh-huh. Part of it is figuring out, like, who these characters are. And when you're just like, oh, yeah, he's just a rage monster. He just goats up and fights things. The reason why the Hulk is so interesting as a character, at least to me, is that he's got that, I want to be a decent person, and I want to be, you know, this scientist, because that's what I started out as. I was Bruce Banner, the scientist, who was trying to cure disease and cure things, and I was working in radiation, because I was trying to learn how to cure cancer and cure all these other different diseases. And then the radiation went wrong, the gamma rays went wrong, and turned him into Hulk. And so, he, therefore, his love life with Betty, his love life in general, just went, it just went gone. Every time that, you know, he goes into a Hulk rage monster, his, her daddy-o hates him, can't stand him. And so he's got that, that love life that he can't seem to have, and he's got that whole, like, sufferer's complex, like, survivor's complex, in which... He survives just about everything he goes up against, but everybody else around him tends to die. And so he's got that hero's complex as well. And that's part of what makes him so interesting as a character. And so when you're creating a character that's like nearly unstoppable, you have to stop an unstoppable force with an immovable object. And the immovable object in Hulk's world is love. The immovable object is the lack of being able to love, lack of being able to be a human being, lack of being able to be a normal Bruce Banner. And then yeah. what you have is this, uh, this in like unending fight, internal fight, war between man and beast, because you have Hulk who's like puny Banner, and then you got Banner who's like monster Hulk, and so you've got like this giant war of Jekyll and Hyde, in which Hulk is constantly yeah, and Hulk is constantly like he's got this whole dual duality thing going on where. Where there is where the Bruce Banner starts and then Bruce Banner ends with Hulk. And so you have like where the things connect. And they captured that in the MCU. They captured that in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And then they also captured that in um, Thor Ragnarok a lot. Like they touched on it in The Incredible Hulk. But The Incredible Hulk was about Bruce trying to master control over his chi. And so later on, they finally got to it in Avengers, and then they touched more on it in the future movies. And so they did touch on that, and then eventually becomes Professor Hulk. But like, that's the thing. The reason why I was talking about Hulk a lot is because Brawly here apparently is like a Dragon Ball Z's answer to Hulk, except for equivalent. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to get at here is that when it comes to content creation and story creation, which will actually help you with your cyborg, is figuring out like what makes the cyborg tick, like what gets him going or her or whatever, like what gets them going, what what do they believe in, who are they, what's their conflict, do they have a conflict, um, is it more external or is it internal? Internals are always usually fascinating to the reader because the reader themselves are dealing with the internal conflict themselves, and so they can humanize or understand. And so technically, the character is being humanized by the reader. They're not necessarily being humanized by you, per se. They're being humanized by the reader. Me, what I did with Vilas, for instance, my one of my characters in the story, is he is kind of like the, um, the rebellious vampire who is asking the question of, can you redeem a monster? And in a lot of his life, he's got his dad, 
who is a rapist of his sister and is a gangster mogul so it's kind of like bringing in a bit of the godfather and a bit of those those mob stories into this demon world um his dad's a, a drug mogul and is is in business with crash and in business with Murdrin, who is the demon guy that's inside orpheus in his head um and so he's kind of like got that mild possession thing going on which was what leads to the stuff that happens to or miles sister and so the storyline that's going on with Vilas, the interplay in his head is, am I a monster? Am I just like my father? Am I my father? Am I destined to become my father when I get older? And it's playing on the idea of, like, we eventually become our parents. It's playing on the idea of, like, we eventually grow up to either become our parents or try to become better than our parents. And then we end up having just enough hubris to believe that we're just different enough to narrowly avoid becoming just like our parents or becoming better than them. Like we have that hubris, that stubborn hubris that tells us, oh yeah, we're so much better than them. And then we end up, and we end up repl replicating them or we end up copying them or we end up finding out that we're doing things very similarly to them. But then we tell ourselves and convince ourselves we're different enough. And so Vilas was my way of being like, let's explore just how different Vilas is going to be from Orpheus. Let's figure out like in this situation, would Vilas do it this way, or would Orpheus do it this way? And so I had that going on in my head when I was creating him. But in the story of Vilas, he's believing that it's all Vilas. It's all him. Which, technically, his name in the story is actually Jeremiah, by the way. <laughs> but it, by the end of the first chapter, by the, his first chapter, which is chapter 5, or no, 4, um, by the end of that chapter, he ends up killing someone who he believes is a criminal. And it haunts him. And he ends up uh, creating this Vilas personality. And so, in the story, um, the story is about him learning about what makes a monster a monster. And figuring out if by the end of the story, which I won't spoil anything else, but by the end of the story, it's about figuring out just what makes a monster a monster. And that's a, that's a question I ask because the very first paragraph, the very beginning of the story, the very first chapter very last word in the first paragraph is monsters and we're dealing with demons we're dealing with you know mogul criminal people we're dealing with uh a fucking psychopathic uh queen of the fairies and sam one of the other narrators uh peter's cousin she's a fairy and her grandmother is obsessed with with fairy purity so we're answering the question of can you redeem a monster? Because it's going to be a universal question of, can Alex be redeemed? Is Alex too far? Do we need to, need to just kill off Alex and that solves the problem? Um, what happens when Alex gets what she wants? Does she destroy the entire world? Can they regroup? Like, it's this whole thing of, like, the balancing of the human heart. And when a lot of your characters are not even fully human, is there a balance to be achieved? Are they, are they truly all monsters? And what's funny is you can also figure out that same universal question in Brawly and in Superman because Superman's an alien and yet he works at the Daily Planet as Clark Kent. Well, that's kind of one of the mythos for the new uh, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, the next part. Yeah. Because in the new mythos, one of the Saiyans from the next universe over is just like Brawly with the Berserker mode. Yeah. But she learns how to control it. 
And that's kind of where it's like, okay. And then they brought in Brawly. So, okay, is he going to learn how to control it? Does he want to really control it? And they show that he wants to control it. Okay. He basically is like, I'm the Hulk, but I want to be Bruce Banner or Professor Hulk. Yeah. I want to be able to control it so that way I can use that unlimited power I have without just being a blind destroy everything. Yeah. It's the same equivalent. That's why I like the new Brawly better than the old one. So the old Brawly was like, we're just going to create this rage monster that destroys everything and then not like give him an ounce of character involvement. Yeah, basically. Like, he has the emotional range of a teaspoon, just like Hermione tells her on in book five. He's like, you have the emotional range of a teaspoon. And Ron's just like, what are you talking about? Blimey, Hermione. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's the same thing. That's why it's like, okay, no, we need to fix that because the last Brawly kind of sucked and everybody knew it. Yes, he's a big badass and he can destroy everything and anything, but there's no real personality to him. Yeah. He's just, I will kill everything. I will destroy you all. Yeah. So and the new one's like, Go ahead. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I go there, but I don't want to go there. Okay. He knows that's where he's going to go in the end, but he's like, I don't want to go there. I want to be able to control it, not just black out and try to destroy everything and anything. Yeah. So you notice how, like, I only spoiled, like, the first chapter of Vilas? <laughs> like, you literally, you will have to read to figure out what happens after that point. And figure out, was the guy that he killed truly innocent, or was he a criminal? Like, that's another thing I play on. Because, like, in most stories, when it comes to cr criminals, monsters, and things like that, when you're trying to define the line between good and evil, and when you're trying to figure out, like, what, what in this world, what makes a hero a hero, or makes a villain a villain? And so, in, that, in, this, in, in most stories, it's just done and done. Kills the guy, it's over, done. In my story, I was like, was he truly a bad guy? Or was he a good guy? Who does just he have... ended up killing somebody worse? Yeah. Does does is he is he uh, is he got family? Like that that's the thing I I I wanted to think about was I was like, does this guy have a family? And if we're dealing with gangsters here, we're dealing with mobsters and moguls and things like that. Um, is the guy connected? And in the story, in that particular chapter, he's the guy in red. Like, that's, that's what Vilas is looking for. He's looking for the guy in red. And, you know, he, in the picture file, the way that Orpheus frames the car the, the guy's file um, is that he's clearly a bad guy and he's been involved in trafficking and other things. And so, obviously, he's bad. Right? Question mark? Right? And so, it leads you to think, you know, is everything as it seems or is there something beneath the surface? Something that is brewing that we don't know yet. And it plays on, there's like a subtext there that I'm playing on with society, on the fact that every time we hear anything in the news, we hear anything on media, we hear anything when it comes to important, you know, politicians or important people that we're told are important via the news and stuff like that, or whether it has to do with like billionaires or moguls or people that rise in, rise in power or they have like their fall from grace, that sort of thing, um, they... They always, like, there's always something, they always, we always find out something that's beneath the surface that was buried, or that wasn't dug up, or wasn't peeled up. And so, when I write anything, I like to dig behind those layers. I like to, like, take, like, a scalpel and surgically remove the fat and, like, the other stuff that's blocking it to figure out, like, where's the gears? How does this heart move? Like, what is going on here and then i try to figure out you know where where are we going to go 
Like, what, what's next? Where do we go from here? And what did this character just deal with? And that's the thing that's part of my process. I was talking about that before. I was like, I'm going to go into the process a bit. Um, talk about the balance of the human heart. I talk about the hero's journey. And in my story, it's more the anti-hero's journey. Because they're not really heroes. Like, we call them heroes because they're protagonists. But they're more anti-heroes. Because they're not, like, rushing out to save people. Like, they're not. Like... Vilas is more concerned about saving his family and his friends. Peter's more concerned about, you know, making sure that Vyrema is okay, her other friend, the other protagonist. Uh, they're all, all very concerned about saving her twin sister who's stuck in the tablet. But they don't exactly go around patrolling the streets looking for innocents to save. Or they don't go around looking for people that are in trouble. The only one that really does, you know, if you really think about it, is Sam. And technically, um, I'm going to be giving her a serial rapist killer storyline in one of my novelas, where it's called, oh, yeah. called Mistress of the Damned, in which she is going to be wrestling even more with her mental stability. And I already said that her grandmother is basically insane, uh, kind of a psycho. And so I'm dealing mental with the fact... Yeah, <laughs> but I'm dealing with the fact that this character has inherited in her gene, like her genes, she's inherited the instability and that comes from her dad and what's funny is her dad's not even like genetically related to her grandmother it's just something that's on both sides of the family so she's really just fucked and so uh so she's gonna be dealing with that instability going throughout the storyline and dealing with the fact of is sam gonna literally lose herself to her own darkness or is she gonna be able to persevere can she survive like is she a victim or is she a survivor and not even a victim to everybody around her. Not even a victim to a Braxton, one of the big bad guys in the story. Is she a victim to herself? Will her trauma overcome her? And that's something that I ask in the story. And that's and when I think of in terms of heroes, I'm like, Orion? When Orion's not going around with Peter and those guys chasing down demons, what is he doing? He's just working in a convenience store. So the only real character that I can think of that's really superhero-y is Sam. Really. Okay. That's it. Like, that's the one that goes out and tries to actively stop things. Like, there was a scene where she was walking out in the streets, and she's being, you know, someone in the passerby is saying, Hey, Sammy! And she's like, hi! And she's like, royalty, but she fucking can't stand it, so she tries to ignore any of the royal, you know, royal addresses or anything like that. She just, she goes around, it's like she's a disgrace to her grandmother, because she doesn't wear anything that dignifies and says, I'm a princess! She, like, walks around, and she looks like her fucking friends who are slaves. Or her other friends who are not royalty. And so, Commoners. yeah, and so she looks like a commoner. And so she's, you know, she's dirty. Her hair is kind of fucked up. And she's like, you know, normal, regular human being, except for she's a fairy. And so she's walking around like a regular commoner. And she's insulting her mother, mother every time she's around her. Because her mother's just like, you look like a commoner. Did you kind of get that from Suki? No, I did okay. not. No, I just simply gave that to her. I was like, this is how she would be. I you actually probably drew that actually from Game of Thrones, from Arya. Um, which, what what are you talking about? True Blood. Oh, True Blood. Suki's, like, royalty and didn't know it. Oh, no, I did not get it from Suki or Suki or whatever the fuck you call her. I like that show, by the way. Southern bitch like, who likes to bang. That's another, that's another take on vampires that I enjoyed. It's another take on Werewolves. That was a good series. I liked True Blood a lot. Like, I did. I, I kind of... The second and third season kind of grated on my nerves a little bit with some of the formulaic storytelling and some of the directions some they the went. They pulled, yeah. But, like, overall, that was a series I enjoyed. But, uh, no, I did not get that from there. I actually... If I drew that from anywhere at all, it was probably Game of Thrones because of Arya and because of some of the other characters that are royalty. And they're just... They just, like, literally, they're like... 
being told by everybody around them, no, you're supposed to do this. No, you're supposed to do quilting. No, you're supposed to learn things from old, the old man's tales. Old man's tales say you're not supposed to do this. And Ari's just like, fuck you. And so she spends most well, no, time trying to why I become asked an assassin. You're talking about the fairy and the royalty. So my thought was because Suki and True Blood was a fairy royalty, and when she found nah, out, I was talking to the fairies. Get that from the, there. Nah. You don't do anything, and you're banging vampires. You're not supposed to do that. No, it's funny that it does become a subtext in the second book, especially. I mean, I'm going to be going more into. <laughs> well, no, I mean, fairy... you brought it up. That's yeah. the first thing well, that popped into my head because I that's that the series too. that yeah. I that clicks for me for the fairies being like regular humans and looking like regular humans. It's like, hmm. yeah. So it's that's an ironic part actually is the fact that Sam was the one that I originally pictured being like the surly teenager. Who's like doesn't have any interest in helping anybody at all because like okay. you know she's got her Alex and she's got all these other things, but I figured it it was a actually it was a great way of being able to show how different she was and just how much of a fighting chance she had of trying to fight her own instability if the thing that she's looking for the thing that she's trying to do in her life is not run a convenience store, not be a princess. Not do any of the demon searching or anything like that. Because her dad's already a demon. But she has no priority over, you know, figuring out her lineology. No, for okay. her, it's... Uh, chicks are being, you know, assaulted in my kingdom. And the people that are high up in power are abusing their power. So I don't want to really be in power, even though that would probably be the smartest option for me. But I'm not smart. Instead, I am this rebel person who just wants to be one of my friends, like with one of my friends, because they're the most comfortable people to talk to. And so she goes around the kingdom. She's literally trying to do the very thing that her, her superpower, her superpower is to generate radioactivity energy and blow people up. Like her power is literally to destroy. And so in the story, she's trying to create, like she's trying to find a way to heal. And so, flip flop. And so, okay. yeah. So I invert the entire whole process of her character. I have this character who's trying to fight her instability, and who's trying to not be like her grandmother, and trying to uh, not destroy things by saving. And so, there's several times where throughout the story, she's walking throughout the kingdom, and now they've got the main story beats. But every time, but her main priority was to save the people that are being assaulted, was to save people. And so okay. she's the most superhero-y of the entire group. And yet she's the one that's directly beneath the villain. Like, one of the big villains. She's okay. directly beneath right. the villain. So there's, like, this massive subtext of, like, hierarchy, power, what you do with it, um, who she is, uh, whether she'll be a villain, can you redeem a monster, does she see herself becoming a monster, like, that sort of thing. So you've got, like, this whole subtext. And it felt like a great parallel to be like, Alex is trying to run the rule the world. Alex is trying to make everything super pure, but she's not. She's actually doing the opposite. She's actually in massive opposition of her grandmother, and she hates her for it. Like, they both hate each other. They can't stand each other because she's an embarrassment to the fairy ideology because she's not pure. Because Sam is half demon, half fairy. And so she is purely driven to stop uh impurity like impurity of like rule or like power and she's there to try to keep things from going bad but yet she doesn't want to be in politics at all her mom's in politics kind of her dad's kind of like the the redhead stepchild because you know whenever he tries to speak 
because it's a very female driven hierarchy when it comes to politics, her dad's like, uh, and then he looks over and sees Alex and Alex is like, like bristling just cause the man's talking and he's just like, and then like, just cuts it <laughs> to the background. And then you got Michael, Sam's brother, who's just like, I know dad, I know. And then you got Alex who's just like, we're going to do this, this. And then you've got like, um, Ariana, who is, uh, one of the family friends who's actually, underneath Michaela. Michaela is the high priestess, the highest, you know, in, in stature. And Alex feels like Michaela stole that from her. So you've got like that whole parallel battle between those two. And so uh, Sam is technically more like Michaela than she is like her own grandmother. So she's technically an embarrassment. And then you got Michaela who is letting all the stuff go on and letting all the crap go on. Sam's trying to stop. So they're kind of like in opposition to each other without being bad guys. And so you've got like this imbalance in power. You've got this imbalance in power structure. And that's part of what leads to the giant blow-up, the giant chasm that creates the whole plot of the whole novel. Is like this, this, this when it happens when... So people, am I turning your life into your book because you didn't want to get into politics, but I do just to try to help fix the system, <laughs> even though I'm not a politician, so I'm dragging you in whether you want to be or not? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to look at that subtext... Um, no, I... Oh, I just saw it right there, so I figured I'd bring that up. I mean, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I have... Like, my only major priority, aside from taking care of the kids and taking care of Amber and, like, making sure everything's good, because I'm a provider, is to create and to, you know, tell stories, clearly, obviously. And it's the most you've heard me talk about anything in this podcast. Um, is clearly to, you know, talk story and stuff. Uh -huh. Um, but at the same time, I understand that the only way you're going to make anything in this world and make anything change in this world and make anything better is if you go for office and then, or if you bug the people that are already in office and being a writer and being the guy who has control issues and being the guy that can create giant complex systems, it would make sense for me to try to create some form of legislation or at least advise on the legislation creation. Cause when it comes to Lieutenant governor, from what I understand, they they don't necessarily create legislation, they guide it. And so I'd be the guider, which would make sense. That's what I'm doing to you, guiding you. And in, my in between. Yeah, like you All have, right, you have this. like this giant okay. game this plan, which is why I've been probing your fucking brain last <laughs> Your game plan. But you have this game plan, or you have this roadmap of what you want to do, your goals. And me, I'm just like... <laughs> Wait, stage left. <laughs> Wait, stage right. Well, that's <laughs> why I've been... Also, whenever we talk to Nico or your dad, I'm, I throw in a few things. They're like, no, I agree with that. Yeah. You need somebody like you in office. I'm like, good. I'm not by myself just saying put me in office. It's like, no, we need somebody like you in office. It's like, okay, I'm not just speaking out my ass. I hope that everything I've been talking about when it comes to storytelling has been entertaining for you guys. I hope that you guys have been enjoying it. I hope so, like... too, because I've been over talking <laughs> that I know what. Like, I hope that everything I've been talking about is in, in entertaining in some way or enjoyment. You guys are enjoying it. Because I'm also trying to practice becoming more outward about how I communicate. I need to move over a little bit. Because the camera's perfect right here. But down here, it's like, it's like cut off to where you only see half my well, hand. That's why I was but... hoping that we'd figure out a way to do the green screen on there. Yeah. But it's not quite big enough. And we've been talking about extending it a hair. Mm-hmm. To try to fix it. Well, now so, we got more money from like the stimulus. I can try to put some investment uh, in the green screen to extending it or getting a bigger green screen. Well, I don't want to. I just want to extend.